Hey everyone, my name is Kiana Carr and welcome to the Musician's Wife podcast. I'm here in Ubuntu Music Group Studio recording this podcast just for you. Hey Musician's Wife family, I have Zanette Sly on the line with me. yourself? Hello. Yes. My name is Jeanette Sly. Um, I am the wife of Thomas E. Sly Jr. And we've been married for about 19 years and music has always been our life. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. So tell me, where are you from? I am originally, I am born and raised in Philadelphia. Um, but when I got married, my husband and I, well, he was already here in Maryland, but I moved to Maryland. So I've been in Maryland for about 18 years. So I am considered a Marylander. Yeah, you're a Marylander. You've been there for a while now. <laughs> <laughs> so you said you've yeah. been, you guys have been married for 18 years? Uh, 19. 19. Years. Okay. Wow. Well, so you've been in the game for a long time then. Yeah. <laughs> that's what's up so but i don't know any other way now <laughs> yeah i understand what you mean so tell me in the beginning of being married what was your biggest fear with marrying a musician um i guess my biggest fear i mean we like started at it like day one <laughs> okay um and my husband um has always been playing and i guess it was just him or not so much as him, but just me not being first. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm a daddy's girl and I've always been first. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to maintain that, you know, reputation. (laughs) I'm going to maintain that position now. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay. So you said you wanted to be first. So was he putting music before you, or did you feel like it was like a competition with you and music or? No, well, when we were dating, um, we were on, he wasn't really a musician. He was more so a singer when we were dating. And then we were both on the same group. So we were always doing the same thing together. So not that I thought that he would do that, but, Mm -hmm. you know, I just didn't know if the, 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 the arena that he was in was going to cause that to happen. I understand. So. So you said you all sang in a group together. What do you sing or do you play or? Yes, I do sing. Um, I've always sang all my life. Um, but when I met him was when I um, first was in a group where we were going around and singing all around Philadelphia. Um, but he had already, you know, been into music probably much more intense than I was myself. But I do sing. I've never played an instrument, um, but he does. He has done it both. Oh, okay. So what group did you all sing in? Um, well, when we were about 18, 19 years old, we sang in a group called Divine Praise. Okay. Um, and that was in um, Philadelphia. Okay. And then we got married. Um, he started another group. Because he and I were the founders of Treasures of the Heart um, Ministries. Okay. So tell me a little bit about Treasures of the Heart Ministries. Treasures of the Heart Ministries has evolved to so many different um, things. It started out just in our little house um, and just a couple members. They put an ad in the paper and he was playing for the um, group. And, you know, God had given him a dream and, you know, he put an ad in the paper for people to come and, 
you know, share the good news of God, and that's how um, we evolved. And it is, even into today, it has flourished into poetry and dance and wow. uh, singing and TV productions, mm-hmm. you know, so many different avenues. But he has always been the sole musician of Treasure of the Heart Ministries. Okay, so when he says, hey, Bay, I had this dream, um, mm-hmm. we're going to start this group, and mm-hmm. da 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 how did you respond? Oh, my goodness. Um, in the <laughs> beginning, I was like, you say what? We going to do what? Like, we had just literally gotten married. We didn't have furniture in our house. We had just bought a house. And, you know, he wants to put an ad in the paper to start, you know, a ministry where I'm like, I, I thought we were going to build on our marriage, you know. <laughs> and, uh, but I knew what, you know, God had given him even long before we had gotten married. So, you know, it, it was okay. Deep in my heart, I knew that w- was going to happen. Mm-hmm. But in the beginning, I was like, wait, but I didn't know it was going to happen just like this. We just got married. Right. <laughs> so with you all just getting married, he has this idea. What role did you feel like you were going to play in this whole thing? Um, well, I've always, you know, I always thought even then that I would, you know, still be right by his side mm-hmm. and, um, I knew I had to sing. That wasn't an option um, because you know, he wanted me there. And I, you know, wanted to be a part. I never wanted it to look at as this is just something that he was doing and I was just there, you know, as an addition. You know, I was there, you know, as just as important as a role as he was taking, you know. So, um, and just to give a little background before, he has always had a passion. Music was not really my passion but when I married him, it became, you know, part of that because I knew that was something that God had given him mm-hmm. and birthed in him. So it, I, I would be selfish to even try and take that away. So what was your passion? My passion, I was going to open up a school and a daycare center, and um, it had nothing to do with music. <laughs> <laughs> well, once we got married... That kind of, um, not fell by the wayside, but I just didn't have that desire anymore. You know, I knew for the life that we were going to have, that just really wasn't what I wanted to do. I'm still a school teacher by, you know, trade. Mm -hmm. So it was still, you know, I was still teaching school, but I just thought maybe one day I'll open up my own school, you know, but God said otherwise. I understand. (laughs) I completely (laughs) understand with that. Okay. So with your um, changing kind of, what your plan was to align with what your husband's plan was. Did you feel any kind of way about that? Or was it just kind of like an easy switch for you? No, honestly, it was an easy switch. I mean, he has always, you know, in all of the things that he has done, he has always, um, he's always put me first. You know, I've never felt like, you know, the I man out or, you know, he's doing all of this and he's not, you know, remembering me. You know, because I always just had to remember, remind myself, look, this is what you signed up for. You know, it's not like, you know, he started this after we got married. I knew exactly what I was getting into, you know, mm-hmm. dating him and watching him in his element. I knew that's what I was getting into, you know, so it really, it's never really been an issue like that. Okay. So um, I think up until this point that you all, you were telling me, you all didn't have kids or did you have kids um, early on in your marriage? 
we did have children early on in our marriage. I think we had children maybe a year or two after um, we got married. So my daughter, I can remember, she was maybe about six months old or so when we first started, when he put that ad in the paper. Mm -hmm. Um, And we traveled with her everywhere we went. I mean, he would sing with her. He would play with her on his hip. (laughs) Um, She was just a a good old addition, you know, and and she developed a love for singing herself. (laughs) Right. So how old are your children? Um, the oldest is 17, um, and then I have a set of 13-year-old twins. Okay. Would If your children decided um, they want to follow in the same footpath of being a musician full-time, um, would you, do you encourage that? Would you encourage that, or would you say, um, still go to school so that you have something to fall back on? Well, that is the the latter of what you just said is what I tell them. I mean, I never try and discourage them of being anything that they want to be because two of them out of the three are very serious about music. Um, My son is a drummer. He came out of the womb as a drummer, Mm -hmm. um, and he really, really enjoys it. Now, I don't know if he'll go to school for it, but my daughter, who is getting ready to start college, that are those are the conversations that we're having with her right now. She wants to um, not go as a musician. She's more so as a vocal. You know, she loves to sing. Um, but it is that is what we tell them. We want them to be able to see all of the options that they have and be able to make a good choice. You know, but at the end of the day, always have something that you have to fall back on. You know, as well, um, because my husband, by you know, by in school. He's uh in he's a computer um well he's into information systems okay um so he has that to fall back on but his love you know is always going to be music. I understand. So tell me this because I read something um earlier this week where this guy was saying he didn't think and I don't think he went to college. But this is mm-hmm. just, I mean, and this is totally opinion, an, an opinionated okay. what he said. Um, he didn't go to college, but he was encouraged to go. And when he looks back at it now, he feels like if he would have went to college, he would have wasted a lot of good years that he could have been focusing in on, um, say, his craft or whatever it is that he was doing. Do you think that is wise to do or I mean, and I'm, I'm asking you coming from a teaching standpoint. Or do you think it's something going through school and taking those classes teaches someone dedication, that kind of thing? Now, you said he said he w- he wasted time doing the what part? That's the part that I didn't hear. Well, he felt like if he would have went to college, he wasted like the good years, let's say ages 18 to 23, where he could really focus in on um, what it was he wanted to focus on. Say, like, let's just say music. Um, okay. Versus going to school. Well, I think I mean I think it's it's, it's different strokes for different folks. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think that going to college, period, you know, is a waste at all. I mean, you definitely learn a whole bunch of different things, you know, while you're there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what works for that person is what is you know best for that person. But like you, I would or I tell my children, you don't know until you actually you know become a part of it so 
if you've never been, then you don't know if it would have been a waste at all, you know. Right. Um, so I just encourage them to, you know, go to college. And because at the end of the day, you want to be able to live out in this real world. And yes. if the real <laughs> world requires college education, then you might want to have some of that in your belt, you know, because you have no idea what the future holds. And by that time, you get my age. And not that it's too late, but it is a little bit more different. Right. Yeah, you have a whole lot more things you got to focus in on (laughs) that you didn't have to worry about. Oh, this is too much. Or, you know, you you do it while you're young and you're young and vibrant. Right. (laughs) I understand that. So let's go back to Treasures of the Heart. As it mm-hmm. was forming through the years, how do you see, um, or did it cause your family to go in a different path versus if you didn't have Treasures of the Heart? You know what I mean? You think you all would still be in like the same kind of where you are now? I think we would definitely still be doing um, music. I can't, I really could not even imagine what our lives would be like if my husband did not start, you know, his own group. I mean, he's always said that all of his life. Um, he would still find a way to incorporate himself in music. Matter of fact, I mean, even while we had Treasure of the Heart Ministry, our ch- home churches that we were a part of, mm-hmm. you know, he was a musician at one of the home churches. When he first came to Maryland, he was a, mu- a musician at a, you know, smaller local church. Um, and then once I came to Maryland, um, we had joined another church and he was the musician for the kids choir, you know, there. Um, and then, but while, so while he was being a musician in a church, he was still a musician in a group. So I think either way, I think our lives would still be at the point that where we are now, mm-hmm. um, because that's part of who he is. You know, he cannot, he can't not sing and he can't not play. Right. <laughs> it's in his DNA. It's in his DNA. He would have found a way. <laughs> right. So currently he was a musician at a church. I know mm-hmm. musicians that are um, musicians in church versus musicians that are say playing for um, artists and different in groups are right. different. It's kind of like two different veins. I think, I mean, they have a lot of similarities, but there are some differences. Um, Can you tell me some of the differences you've experienced being the musician's wife with him being a musician at a church versus his his own group? Well, I think being a musician at a church, um, sometimes I just have to grin and bear it. (laughs) And I just have to um, just understand that there's some things that, I have absolutely no control over. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because when they call, he has to go. He signed a contract, you know, or even if he didn't sign a contract, he made a commitment to these people that he would be here for X amount of time or, you know, X amount of days and or if something comes up, you know, he made that commitment. And that's not something that I can say, oh, well, we got a basketball game or, you know, we said we're going out to eat. You know, if that that's the commitment. He had to make that commitment. Um, with Treasure of the Heart, it was a little bit different or just playing with someone, you know, different or having your own, the schedule is kind of set sometimes based on, you know, the availability of the things that we're doing, you know, in the, in the home. And now 
there are a lot of times that we do have to even once we kind of set our schedule and say, oh, well, you know, we can take this engagement or not take this engagement. There are even sometimes that the, the home has to say, okay, well, we're not going to be able to do this because this has now come up. Um, where it's playing for an organization that is not your own, you don't always have that flexibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. so what do you wish if you could change anything about the whole musician's lifestyle that you could change, what would it be? Oh boy. Um, I could change anything. I think I would, I probably would change it to benefit me more. (laughs) But but that's that's my selfish side coming out. (laughs) Well, I mean, hey, you know, sometimes. <laughs> I told you, I'm a, I'm a daddy's girl. It's got to be about me. <laughs> but, I mean, I can't really say that I would change. I mean, I guess when, you know, he's not, um, I think I would probably put the pay up to par with, you know, other places. Because mm-hmm. um, he does a lot. You know, it's a job. It's not, you know, just an addition to your job, you know. This is the livelihood. This is what kind of fuels a lot of families, you know. So I think if I could change that to get people to understand that it is it's a lifestyle and it's a job, you know, that people rely on, you know, and to respect that, you know. Right. What do you say to people who say that it's, you know, this is just a hobby. You play, you know, you just playing. You like to play, so it's not really a job. I would say the same thing to people. Um, perfect example, my hobby, I absolutely love to crochet. Okay. Um, but I have just now started a business, you know, with a name, with, a, you know, getting all my things in place that I need to be able to, you know, let people know what I do and, you know, sell and things like that. That's now become a business. And if that is respected and that is, you know, people get excited. Oh, you're an entrepreneur. It's the same way with musician. It may start off as something that I I just enjoy and I love. But there's some people who go to school to study music, you know, and they, you know, to better their craft and things like that. And it becomes a profession. You know, there are people, you know, when my husband was working for the church, that was a contracted position. He was getting paid. He was getting the 1099. You know, we were reporting it to the IRS. Mm -hmm. It was a job. (laughs) So like everybody else, you know, has those same kind of things that they, you might not, you might clock in like a nine to five, but his was a little bit different, you know, so it was a job, whether it was a self job that he has kind of produced kind of in the entrepreneur realm um, or, you know, something where it's contractual, where he's getting, you know, statements and things like that. Right. It's a job. <laughs> right. It's a job. <laughs> you uh, definitely. Someone who's newly into this role as the musician's wife, what's some um, advice that you can give to the, someone, a female or a male? Because sometimes, you know, musicians are females. I would, as well. say, I would say to definitely totally, truly understand what you're giving um, getting into um, it is a constant sacrifice and you have to enjoy, you have to love what you do and um, if this is uh, uh, you know going into this being married you have to truly understand and know that you love your spouse 
and at the end of the day that you you have to work as a team it's going to be some good days some bad days it's going to be some hurts it's going sometimes it's going to seem like it's not fair um and especially as the spouse it's going to seem like it's not fair because it's going to seem like sometimes you have to take a second seat you know mm-hmm. and um in all honesty sometimes you do have to take a back seat but me even taking a back seat it's not me taking it grudgingly. It's me taking it to understand that right now in this season or this realm, this is what's important, you know. And at the end of the day, my husband is not doing this all for himself and gain. At the end of the day, he's doing it to better his family. He is still doing it ultimately for his family and ultimately to glorify God, you know. So I would never want to take the place of something that God has given him, um, so to anyone getting newly married into this, whenever, you know, your husband or spouse would start, you know, the ministry of being a musician, mm-hmm. you got to understand what you're getting into. And it's, it's a lifelong commitment, you know. Watching your husband throughout the years, can you notice when or do you notice when he's starting to get burned out from from the music? And yes. you do. And what do you, what role do you play when you start to see that? Um, I'm, I'm trying to be, well, it depends on what kind of burnout he has. I mean, sometimes it's more so he just needs somebody to cheer him on. I mean, he's just, he has always said to me, I don't care how great I do. If you don't say I did good, I don't think I did good. So, I, I mean, he said that to me and I never forget that. Mm-hmm. And I try and keep that in my mind all the time that no matter what he's done, always encourage him, Mm -hmm. you know, always there to encourage him. And when I do see him sometimes burn out, you know, sometimes I have to tell him, you need to slow down. You know, sometimes it's to encourage and sometimes it's to to correct, to bring him back to realization that, look, you can't forget about you and you can't forget about your family. You know, you got to have that balance, you know, because sometimes musicians can get so involved in their you know, music and, you know, doing the job and making sure it's good and making sure it's, you know, perfect, that they can get so burned out that they really don't understand it. If I just take a step back and kind of, you know, focus on something else, then I'll be able to get where I need to, you know, be to get that, you know, fuel back to get to where I need to be. Right. Sometimes it's correction and mm-hmm. sometimes it's encouragement. Right, definitely. So do you think he struggles with saying no? He used to. In the beginning, it was really, really hard for him because he loves people. He loves being around people. Um, and when you love people and you love music, mm-hmm. um, it's hard to say no. You know, when someone asks you to play or someone asks you to sing, you just want to do it because you just love to do it, you know. But um, but I think now as experiences have come and as he's matured, um, he just understands that it's not important to do every single thing. You know, everything is not for him. Right. Um, so it is a little bit easier. But sometimes I think when those times when he gets burnt out, um, you just want to do – you just – want to sing because sometimes he can get so burnt out and not so much burned out from singing or from playing burned out for lack thereof you know so when an opportunity may come Mm -hmm. then he just wants to go 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 you know so then I kind of balance 
and say, you know, is this really what you need to do or is this just something you really want to do? You know, because there is a difference. Right. Definitely. But he's much better. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up. So now you are a musician's wife, but you're also a first lady? Yes. <laughs> to, a, to a pastor slash musician. To a pastor slash musician. Shoof. <laughs> so tell me about that. Um, well it well, praise God, we do have a, you know, musician who does come, you know, and play for the church. Um but every so often, you know, he'll grab a little bass guitar or he'll get on that keyboard. Um, I think it is um, it, it's challenging for him because partly he's still, that musician side of him is still there. Mm-hmm. Um, and just trying to balance between the pastor and also still having that heart to want to play. Um, as far as the, the pastor's wife side... Um, it, it's not that big of a difference in that when I when I think about my role, um, because I'm still there to cheer him on. I'm still there to kind of say, you know, how about look at things this kind of way? Um, and but it's more so for more people than before. So I mean, I, we're kind of new to the pastor side. Um, it's only been about a year or so in. Okay. Um, as I can see now, it's not, honestly, it's really not that much different. Um, I still don't get to sit with my husband. <laughs> um, <laughs> I still got to watch him from afar. Right. <laughs> we still so worship still, in two different places, right? <laughs> exactly. So, um, it, it's, you know, in that regard, it's not that much different. So you said you guys have, you started a church, it's been about a year now. Um, do you think in church settings the musician's wife is kind of like a sec not a second thought but a um an area that's looked off looked over a lot in ministries absolutely um i I wouldn't i'm trying to say it as nice as i can um but i i don't think like no one looks at a musician's wife and says, "Oh, that's a musician's wife." Not, it's not like looked on like a pastor's wife. I'll, I'll put it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just the wife of the person who plays for that church. You know, they're just another member. You know, but they face you know some difficulties that you know other you know regular wives in the congregation wouldn't have to necessarily deal with. Right. Um, and it, it's not necessarily recognized. You know, their, you know, spouse is not always home and late nights. You know, they may be out a lot of days throughout the week. Um, you know, so they have to balance a lot of different things. So I think it's, it, it is hard in that regard, and they're not recognized, mm-hmm. you know, as that. What do you think would be um, a solution for that type of situation because um it's a lot of musicians wise that are listening um that could have influence you know to say well maybe we should implement this here at our church you mean how can you help the musicians wise or what can the musicians wise it both 
what could okay. a musician's wife say to being that you all you are in the like the pastor position now um mm -hmm. what could they say to you to you know encourage a something support group mm -hmm. for lack of better words for that area also you know what i mean right well i think i think well the church wise i think the church could you know when you are um given you know congratulations or accolades to your musician you know include their entire family mm -hmm. you know because their family is you know being affected by everything that's happening you know just just like we recognize you know our pastor and the pastor's wife and their their children mm -hmm. and you know all of those things as a church body if you're recognizing your musician recognize their entire family you know because that you know everyone wants to be recognized you know and that feels good that you respect me enough to know that I'm part of this puzzle you know I'm a part I'm part of this right um and I think that it is important you know even for musicians wives to even speak their truth you know um so many times we you know people suffer in silence and it's never good to suffer in silence right. but I think sometimes for lack of knowledge I'm, I'm not even sure if the church is necessarily aware of the effects that a musician wife may have to play mm -hmm. um, because it's not, you know, it's not always stated, you know, people just assume, you know. Um, so if I, I would say to every musician's wife, if they're feeling that, you know, way, you know, go and share your truth, you know, say exactly what it is. You know, it's, it's hard you know, a lot of times that, you know, he's playing for X, Y, and Z choir and, you know, he's not home at certain times or, you know, those kind of things. I think that that is very important for the church to hear that from the musician's wife, you know. I think a lot of musicians' wives have a lot to say, but don't say a lot because um, they don't want to kind of, you know, put a, a light on their spouse in a bad way because right. if if it's that you know this is their main income if this is paying all their bills and then you know you have your wife come and say I don't really care about you know this that or that you know then they'll right. feel and then the husband is affected by what you're saying I think a lot of people kind of are standoffish you know so that right. they don't hinder what is in place already <laughs> right yeah, and I think it definitely depends on the relationship that you have, you know, already with your pastor. You know, if you have a good relationship with them, mm -hmm. you know, then it's kind of, it's going to be easier to, you know, share your truth, you know. But if that relationship is not there, then it makes it a whole lot harder. Like you said, you don't want to, you know, um, cause your husband or your spouse, whoever is playing, you know, to feel some sort of way. I mean, I never, ever, you know, say anything out in public, do anything out in public without, you know, my husband knowing, you know, right. and he's not a very confrontational person. Um, you know, most of the time I'm like at home, well, you should say this and you should say this. And he's like, oh, I'm not going to say this, you know. <laughs> right. And because I know what kind of husband I have, you know, I can't do that, you know. So um, it does play a part, but I think that relationship is so important right. because if you don't have that relationship, it makes it a whole lot harder when you do have problems or, you know, situations like that. 
Right. And that's what I was going to ask you. Um, how important did you think the relationship between the pastor and the musician is, but then the pastor and the rest of his family is, and you know, you pretty much said it, you know, it's very important. Um, yes, it is so, so important because everybody is affected, you know, and at the end of the day, you know, everybody knows if the wife is ain't happy, right. then nobody happy. Ain't nobody happy. It's <laughs> got to change, right? <laughs> exactly. Know? So tell me, what are you most proud about um, with this? position well i guess two is twofold position as with your husband as a musician with treasures of the heart but then with the ministry because the church that you all started what is the you know most proudest moment so far um as far as treasures of the heart ministries i think the my proudest moment oh my gosh i got so many um the Treasure of the Heart Ministries is over, I, I would say we've up to like 20, almost 20 years old. Wow, um, okay. And I think the greatest moment was when we did um, our CD, which is called Live in Maranatha, um, and to, and I'm sitting here getting choked up now, but um, to see all of the people to think back on all of the people that has been a part of the ministry and to, to see those people in my mind, some of them have gone on and some of them are still here, mm-hmm. but to, to see the fruits of his labor and to know what he's gone through in private and to see it in public mm-hmm. flourish, that is probably one of the most amazing things. And to see it flourished from where we were in our home to now, you know, as I said before, we have poets there, we do dance, we have, you know, a production company. Um, all of those things have come to pass because he stepped out on faith. I mean, everything that we've done in Treasure of the Heart Ministries, we've never had a lot of money, but God has always provided because he had faith. Mm-hmm. Even when sometimes I didn't, you know, he said, well, we're going to try this, you know, and God always provided. And the same exact thing is happening in our church now. We started our church with just five people, my husband, myself, and my three children. And um, God is just bringing people, you know, together in such a way that only he could do it. So to watch what he has, you know, told me in secret, you know, mm-hmm. in our pillow talk time and to see it flourish, to see God, you know, bring it to pass is probably one of the most amazing things that you cannot tell me that God is not real. Right. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Definitely. So you um, said earlier a little bit that you have started a business. Mm-hmm. Um, tell us about your business. Well, the business um, is very, very new. It's so new, I haven't even disclosed the name. Um, But, I mean, I've disclosed it to some people. But um, it's a crochet business, and I started crocheting when I was 18 years old. I stopped for many, many years, and I started back up maybe about five or six years ago. Um, And 
So when I started the business, I never had any intentions of starting a business at all. I just loved to crochet. I kept saying no because if I start a business, it's going to get boring because people are going to want stuff. And I went, I don't have no time. I'm doing a time frame. I don't want to do it. And so I just was crocheting. And I went to a women's conference um, just last year. And one of the, um, actually the pastor's wife had spoke some words into me. And, um, this business had flourished because I had just kind of put a couple things on Facebook and people was just inboxing me. Can you make this? Can you make this? And I was still making it, you know, I didn't have really, you know, anything together as far as like how much to charge, you know? Mm -hmm. So I was just charging people, you know, based on the materials and little things like that. And they just kept coming and coming and coming and coming. (laughs) I kept remembering the words of this lady and I said, Oh my God, I guess I better, you know, start this business. So, um, the name of the business is Perfect in My Hands, Crochet. Um, and it is, as I said, it is a brand new baby. <laughs> like, two-week-old baby kind of thing. Two-week-old baby. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but I've just always had a passion to create. I'm a very artsy, crafty kind of person anyway. So, okay. um I just love the crochet is the one thing that I think I've connected to more than any other craft that I've taken on. Um, So I just, you know, started it and I want to crochet not to make, you know, money. I mean, the the money is a good perk, you know, but I just love creating things for people. Um, I would love to do something for the homeless one day Mm -hmm. or, you know, um, different things like that. But um, it's my brand new baby. It's your brand new baby. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's cool. Um, that, I mean, it's perfect for like spending, you know, like downtime. Isn't it like really relaxing to do? I don't know oh, how to do it, but. <laughs> it is the most relaxing thing. I'm telling you, if I'm upset, I get these kids start fussing. I'm like, <laughs> I got to go touch some yarn. Because if I touch some yarn, if I don't, I'm going to touch one of y'all. So. <laughs> 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 but it is so relaxing um and it's i mean it's, it is so therapeutic and um i recommend it to anybody anybody that wants to try youtube is famous now you can learn you can teach yourself right youtube <laughs> university yes <laughs> yes yeah definitely so how can um people get in contact with you if they want to request um something to be made or how can they get in contact with you all to um, book you all for an event or come visit your church? Oh, well, um, if you would like to come to our church, our church is called Treasures of the Heart Worship Center. It is located at 629 North Market Street in Frederick, Maryland. And we fellowship at 1030 every Sunday at the Bernard Brown Community Center. Um, We would love to have anyone and everyone. We just love to, you know, praise God and love to, you know, preach the gospel of Jesus Christ, the good news. Um, And if you would like to book us, you can um, book, you can go to thomasfly.com or that's our Treasures of the Heart Ministries. Um, But you can also go to our Facebook page with Treasure of the Heart Worship Center. Um, you can book us there. And if you would like to book me, you can um, 
come, you can go to my Facebook page, which is Jeanette Sly, Z-O-H-N-E-T-T-E, um, Sly, S-L-I-G-H. You can find me there. You can inbox me. Um, you can email me at Jeanette at AOL.com. Um, I do have an Instagram page, but I don't use it very often. <laughs> <laughs> I'm learning that. My kids are trying to teach me that one, but my um, Instagram name is Queen for Christ, the number four. Um, so, yes, those are all the different ways that you can reach us. Okay, cool. I'll have what I'll do is I will get your information as well and put it in the comments, the description for the um, podcast so that anyone can um, go, you know, highlight it and get in contact with you for any of those things. Last question for you. What are you listening to on either your iPod, your phone? What's in your playing in your car? What's the top five artists, songs? anything right now um well i love jonathan mcreynolds god knows i love jonathan (laughs) (laughs) um everything i listen to my kids laugh at me but really the only thing i listen to is kirk franklin praise (laughs) in the car (laughs) and honestly that's really the only time i listen to music is in the car because my ride is like a you know 40 minute ride um, but outside of that, I'm really not like, uh, as I said, my husband and my daughter, they're passionate about music. I like it, but mm-hmm. they're passionate about it. Um, but I love Jonathan McReynolds. Um, I love, um, or if it's not right? music, if you're listening to a podcast or something like that, what? It, no, it's always going to be music. I oh. mean, if I'm in a car, it's, that's really literally the only station that I would listen to. <laughs> My husband listens to all these different stages, but I'm always listening to that. <laughs> um, but I love anything by Jonathan McReynolds. Um, I love, I like Israel Houghton's um, EU Project. And um, I like anybody that comes on that radio. I love <laughs> <laughs> You're like, whatever's playing, I'm going to bop my head As, to I it. mean, I don't have, like, favorite artists. I mean, I do have favorite songs and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not really good with the artist names. I just know the songs. Or oh, you sing a little bit. I'm like, yes, that's my favorite song. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. I'm like that, too. It's like, I don't know who <laughs> sings it, but I do like that song. Yep. You know, it goes like this. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, Thank you so much for taking this interview with me. Um, and we'll, I'll definitely be praying for Treasure of the Heart Worship Center and yes. Treasure of the Heart Ministries and for that baby business that is happening. Um, it's definitely going to take off. You're going to be like, what in the world? You're going to be... Well, it's taking off now. I'm like, wait a minute. I can't take no more orders right now. <laughs> yeah, you're going to have to turn down orders with how busy yeah. you get ready to be. I'm praying for it. Yes, <laughs> but, thank you much you're welcome (laughs) thank you thank you and i appreciate it and i have enjoyed my conversation (laughs) much love to ubuntu recording studios for partnering with me on this podcast you can also subscribe to musicians life podcast on apple Podcasts, spotify google play or wherever you prefer to listen rate and leave a review i'd love to hear from you you can follow us on social media on instagram musicians wife podcast and share us on insta stories i'll definitely reshare your post thank you for listening and look out for our next episode